Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the Let's Boogie 101 show right here on Fresh Nation Radio. That's W-J-O-N. We are back. We are back for another segment of our show. And, and listen, ladies and gentlemen, we haven't been together in a while, but we're back now. And everybody is in the house. The team is here now. And I hope that you've had uh, a good week, a good weekend. This is Saturday morning. We come on each and every Saturday morning on WJON, Fresh Nation Radio. You can catch our links on Facebook. Let's go to Facebook. Look for the Fresh Nation page. Look for Les Boogie Jones's page. Look for uh, the Les Boogie Radio page. Look for Tattletale's page. Uh, Howard Dingle, Tattletale. Look for Casuelo, Trisha Pope. Look for Ray Caviano, and you'll see our links. Click on that link. It takes you directly to our show. We're also on EAJ Radio 1023. And uh, as I said earlier, I hope that everyone has had a good, good, good weekend, and everybody's well, everybody's doing good. We're here in New York City. We broadcast from New York City. The Big Apple, the place to be. And um, we've got some exciting shows coming up in the month of March. And the month of March is Women's Month. So we're going to be talking a lot about that as we exit Black History Month, which is, of course, February. And February is a short month. But Black History is every day because without us, there is no history. Let's be clear about that. So with no further ado, I'm going to let my intro... By my co-hosts introduce themselves. We're going to start with the young lady, Miss Patricia Casuelo Pope. How you doing? Hello, hello, people of positive energy. It's your sister girl, Consuela Patricia Pope. So happy to be here. Happy Saturday to you guys. And I know that there's a lot to talk to, a lot to talk about, and a lot to talk with. Uh-huh. How you doing, Tattletale? <laughs> Tattletale, hang it up in there. <clears throat> oh, I got a frog in my throat. Listen here. Y'all know what I'm going through. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it your medicine kicking? You getting a little sweet on me? <laughs> it be kicking in. It be kicking in the times when I don't want it to kick in. I like it kicking <laughs> like when I'm sleeping. But it's been catching me wide awake like now. I don't know what's going on. I, I'm. It's just changing my whole demeanor. I've been in the, in the shop in, in in the supermarket. I got these weird things in my cart now, you know, things I don't like mashing gill, norforms, and, and they said these hormones be going through them. And people be looking at me like, what's wrong with him? I'm like, what's wrong with you? Shut up. <laughs> I noticed your skin is getting so smooth and silky. Oh my goodness, man. My goodness. Oh, let me tell you that. Yeah, uh, that's that that's that African shea butter. Oh, that's shea butter. On, yeah, when uh, your brother. When I get on the air with you guys, I put on the African shape butter, and I say, Ibambe! 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 Yes, indeed. Yes, Boom, indeed. chakalaka! And wait a minute. Les, yeah. what about you? I heard that you've had, last weekend was pretty full for you. You had an award ceremony. Congratulations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get to that, but uh, <laughs> we just got a uh, we had uh, the wizard pop in, man. Unmute oh, yourself. Ray Caviano's in the building. Unmute yourself, brother. How are you, man? Ray Caviano, the wizard, is in the building. What's I'm going here. On? I'm here. I know we've been off the set for a minute, but we're back live and in living color. Coming here from the North Shore, uh, okay. if we're not undis undisclosed location. <laughs> we're doing. Right. Uh, we're we're doing a remote. 
for lack of a better term, right? So good to be here. Dealing with some challenges, but um, the beat goes on, right? The beat goes on. That's right. Yeah. Now back to you, Miss Pope. You you had a question for me. Your uh, statement you was making just now. Yes, I. There, the rumor, the rumors, because I be listening. I have my street ears on, listening to the streets, and uh -huh. the streets said that you got an award. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And that you were you were celebrated as you should be. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, it was. Let me just say, at the least, this was an incredible, incredible weekend. Let me tell you all about it. Um, this affair is called the Opulent Black Tie Affair. And it's so funny. It was on the same night as the Image Awards. It was here in New York at a, a, a very classy venue called Terrace on the Park, which is in Queens, New York. Uh, the gentleman, Jimmy Holloway. Uh, puts on this black tie affair so that we can come out, be celebrated, celebrate each other, celebrate life, black excellence. So this was our way of uh, presenting our own image award. You see what I'm saying? And uh, it, it's good to see people suited, booted, gowned out, hair done, jewels on, bow ties, shiny shoes, heels, Fur coats, hats, the whole nine, just really, really coming out in a in a glorious celebration of life and black excellence. And uh, my brother and I, Jimmy, were uh, afforded the opportunity to be presented with the humanitarian award. Now, it's so funny. Um, people say, "Well, wait a minute. I thought you do entertainment." Well, yes, I do. I'm an entrepreneur, entertainment entrepreneur. Uh, which says a whole lot of things, not just parties and concerts. There's whatever entertainment is, is what fresh entertainment our company does. But what they don't know, what people don't know, is that there's a, another entity, the foundation of it all. It's called Fresh Start Recovery Residence. Myself, Jimmy, and Ray Caviano here are certified, New York State certified, substance abuse counselors. And what we do for the last 25 years is we have aided, assisted, and helped those people who were suffering from alcohol and substance abuse and or either or uh, by giving them assistance and supportive services to get their lives back in order and to hopefully become productive members of society once again. So when you say humanitarian, what is a humanitarian? Well, to me, it's someone that gives to other people. It's a service title. So, you know, people don't get it confused because it's not always about R&B. It's not always about a party and a DJ. It is about some other real things and issues that go on that affect us all. So I was, I was uh, humbled and grateful to be recognized for not just the entertainment side of it, but also for our humanitarian work out in the field because we're out in the field. It's, it's an everyday problem when it comes to substance abuse and, and those, and those things, but it got better. It gets better. It gets better. But that was on a Saturday night and it was a late event. It was late 
started at nine o'clock. Now, you know, as you get older, we we start going to events at six o'clock in the Baby, afternoon. Maybe that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we ready to go home. We ready to be back in bed at 12 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um we went out and 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 our entertainment community and just people in general just all came together. We had a great time, man. But I was also invited the very next day on Sunday night. Now, people, let me tell you something. This thing's going on every day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no longer weekends. Weekends is whenever it is. Whatever you want an event, you can find an event Monday through Sunday. But this event was real special because here again, through my lifetime, I've been afforded the opportunity to meet a lot of people and rub elbows with a lot of people, a lot of people in the industry, a lot of people from different walks of life. So a young man by the name of Grandmaster Grand Mixer DST, who is now DXT, is one of the first mixer, scratches, turntable DJs on a record. He was on the Herbie Hancock record, Rocket. You remember mm. that record? Yeah. He was one of the first guys to ever do it. Here again, the area where I come from, he's another prodigy from the Edmore Projects up in the Bronx. Mm. My older brother taught him how to play drums. My brother Gordon, who was uh, the reason why my brother and I got into this business was through him. So anyway, long story short, he called and said, hey, man, we're having a black tie fair Sunday night. And um, it's a black tie 50th hip hop uh, anniversary of the culture. Right. Yeah. So here again, I say it's not just about R&B. It's not just about classic soul. It's about music. And I represent that as well. I represent all forms of music. And back in the 70s, when we were coming up, we were there before hip hop started. You know what I'm saying, Tattletail? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We was there before hip hop started. We saw the inauguration of hip hop from day one. Yeah. And the Boogie Down Bronx is the birthplace of hip hop. That's so right. Long story short, he called us and said, Hey, man, you guys got to come down. Now I'm Sunday night. I'm saying, Oh my God, Sunday night. I was out late last night, but it was something that I had to attend. He wanted us there. I had to attend it. They did it at the Albee Square Mall in Brooklyn. Mm. So myself, Jimmy, Father Wise, Big Chris, we take a ride down there, and I'm so glad I went. I'm so glad I went. Um, Mayor Adams was there. Mayor wow. Adams, yeah, he received an award presented to him from DST, the gentleman I'm telling you about, because they called him the hip-hop mayor that always supported hip-hop. And what a lot of people don't know about Mayor Adams is that he was the Brooklyn Borough president for many years. Before, mm -hmm. you know, after after his, his police force um, retirement and what have you, and he used to put on all the shows before Marty Markham out. When Marty Markham left, he took over out in Brooklyn, and he started doing all the Wingate shows, all the free shows on Monday night through his office, he was the one that orchestrated all those shows. So from the R&B to the funk bands to the hip-hop, this guy has been involved from day one. So they gave him this award. And check out what the award was. The award was a turntable, right? It was a turntable with the gold-plated record that DST got from the Herbie Hanc Hancock record, Rocket. It was actually his gold record. He presented that to, to the mayor of New York. And uh, Ice-T was in the building. Ice-T and him did it together. 
they both presented that award. And then you had a lot of alumni, first-generation hip-hop people up in there. My man DJ Hollywood was there. Uh, uh, um, uh, Coke Rock. You had so many, so Kevy Kev. You had so many different people that were in the house. And for us to be there, and my man was like, yo, man, I'm so glad y'all came. They brought us on stage and and, and shouted fresh entertainment out and blah, blah, blah. So just to, the point is, y'all, the point is, is that it was a, a great weekend. It was a great, 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 great weekend of acknowledgement. But it's a humbling, a humbling experience as well. Because it's always good for people to acknowledge you. You know, everybody needs to be acknowledged for what they do. People say, oh, well, I don't want no awards and all that. But you know what? Sometimes you got to give people their flowers while they're here. Let them know that what they're doing is 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 being acknowledged. It's being noticed. Mm-hmm. It's being noticed because for a lot of years, and Ray can attest to this, we busted our butts to help people. And we did it without fanfare. We wasn't looking to be acknowledged. We were not looking to be acknowledged. We did it because we felt that this was something that was needed. But every once in a while, for things that you do, you need to be acknowledged. So, yes, that's a long-winded way of answering your question. But, yes, we got an award. That was the second one this year. And hopefully there will be some more because, see, that shows other people that if I can do it, you can do it too. It shows my son that, that you stay on the right path. It shows others that, that if you stay on the right path, man, someone will acknowledge you for what you do. And it's about service. It's about helping other people. It's about moving, uh, uh, giving back so that we can move forward. And as we say, you can't keep it unless you give it away. So that's the end of my speech. So what's well, with congratulations y'all? once more. And this is also uh, a, a reminder for folks. You're not going to be rewarded immediately for anything that you're doing. You have to put the work in. You have to invest the time and the energy. Some of it will be blood. Some of it will be sweat. A lot of times it'll be tears, but it's necessary. If this is something that you love and you believe in, you hold on to it. And in due time, your season will come. Because I think a lot of young folks, and when I say young, I'm talking 20, you know, they think that they're supposed to have immediate gratification. They come from a microwave generation. I press a button and voila. I'm famous and voila, I'm a star. A lot of these musicians, singers, performers, they've been doing their crafts for a long time. I remember uh, Diddy or somebody, I'm not sure which one of the uh, uh, artists said that it's imperative that you put your 10,000 hours into something in order for you to be efficient in it. But I will say that you not only when you get to that mark, you continue to practice your craft. I have been an MC a long time whether I recognize it or gave myself the title of it, I've been a performer a long time, whether I recognize it or put the title on it. And the thing is, is that who you are will come up. You need to recognize who you are, people, women, men, and tap into that. This is a season of manifestation. And I think you speak over your life as to who you want to become or who you're becoming and tap into that real strong because listen, it's your season. And it doesn't matter how young you are. And it definitely doesn't matter how old you are. When it's your mm-hmm. time to shine, it's your time to shine. And nobody can stop that. That's right. I totally agree. 100%. 100%. You know, the thing that um, friend of mine, Kasim, a uh, good friend of mine, we were talking earlier today. And, you know, you said something, no matter what age you are. Right. See, because, you know, some things are age appropriate, but the light 
success is not. You can be successful at a later age, a younger age, you know, but what is success? It's what matters to you. Right. And what matters to you. And everybody think it's financial. It's not financial. It, it really isn't. It really isn't. You know, it's about what you believe success is. Some people believe that being rich is being, you know, I, I made it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to make you happy. You know? Right. Um, we we know a lot of wealthy people that are miserable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we know some people that are poor and they are the sweetest, kindest, most generous, loving people on this face of the earth. And right. it's a matter of attitude. Once you have see, once you have an attitude of gratitude, everything else is 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 sweeter. Everything else is sweeter. When you're appreciative of, you know, oh, I open my refrigerator and the refrigerator is full. When you have your meal. You're so much more thankful for it and so much more when you can breathe <laughs> after knowing what it is to have an asthma attack, when you can walk after not being able to walk, when you can talk. See, but before you even get to that stage, I'm telling everyone, have an attitude of gratitude. Be grateful where you are. Grow where you were planted. Listen, this is this is not a, a gimmick. I really do believe if you show gratitude for where you are, and you try to put your best foot forward, it'll be received. But not only will it receive, you'll be lighter. You'll be able to walk lighter. You'll be able to operate from a place of peace. I'm not holding on to nobody's drama. You can't talk to me about nobody's BS because I'm I'm not interested. Why carry loads of confusion or craziness when you don't have to? It's a choice. It's a choice. We got so much going out in this world. We got Biden overseas. I'm like, don't you need to be over here doing some stuff and checking out what's going in in Ohio and East Palestine? You know, we got to worry about if we got to pay our our back tuition for college. You know, some people want that $10,000 up to $20,000. We got to worry about uh, medical insurance. I done heard the food stamps done got cut down. I'm just saying. That's uh, right. I heard that too. I heard that as well. Eggs keep going up. We got to worry keep, about the price of food. Kidnappers, kidnappers now, man. They grabbing these kids, man. And they said, how much rent? Just, just, just give me two dozen of eggs to get your kid back. Right. It's serious. <laughs> the egg prices are going up. And is that the food prices are going up? You know, you should probably be able to go for $50 and walk out with bags. Fifty dollars will leave you. Fifty dollars. Once upon a time, it used to be like that too. Right. Fifty dollars would mean bags. Fifty dollars means a bag. <laughs> I remember. I remember me and my first wife back in the seventies. We would go to the supermarket, and uh, they would have like these family packs of meat and stuff like that. And uh, forty-eight dollars. We had two shopping carts full of food. $48. That's everything. (laughs) Meats, canned goods, milk, juice, the whole whole nine yards. And I look at things now, $50 (laughs) is like three things in a bag. Right. right. It's crazy. And what about about these people that have children? You know, you got, like last week, these kids were off of school. And I don't know you know, for the mothers, the fathers, it's something about when the kids are home from school, they eat up everything. They eat up, they eat up like you, you're like, this folks supposed to last (laughs) for two weeks. 
you, you know, the milk is gone, the refrigerator door is open, that light is about to go out because the, the, the refrigerator is under stress. Like, could you close me sometime? Just uh-huh. let it be. The kids eat up everything, but they're yeah. kids. But yeah. the food prices are ridiculous. And listen to me very carefully, people, population. Um, if you need to go to food pantries, do not be ashamed. There is no shame in taking that. care of your you family. There is no that. shame in taking mm-hmm. care of your family. So tap in. You can call 311 and find mm-hmm. out where the local food pantries are in your community and get yourself some. There's no shame in that. As a matter right. of fact, the benefit is that it's there for you. Take advantage of it. And mm-hmm. if not for you, if you're strong enough to wait in line and you don't need some of the stuff, drop it off to one of your elderly neighbors. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's absolutely not, not, correct. That's, that's being thoughtful and considerate. Yep. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that because food eat. security is becoming a real thing. You know, they they gave it a fancy they gave it a fancy name, food insecurity. I'm like, people are hungry. Y'all can say what you want. People are hungry. They're looking at the back of their refrigerator. That should not be a thing. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be the richest country in the world, and I'm I'm like we're rich, but let's let's check this out. China is buying a lot of farmland, y'all. I don't know if you heard about that. China buying a lot of farmland. So China been buying everything up anyway. They're smart. They're very smart. Right. So we own so much money. Well, well, they they own us, I believe, at this point. I mean, you you know, it's like having a car. It's not really yours, even though your name is on it (laughs) until you paid it in full. So China owns us. True. This is true. You know, it's 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 hard out here. You know, like being an adult. You know, and and I tell I tell these young people, man. You know, you really have to tap into who you're going who you're going to be very early in the game. You can't use the excuse, "Well, I'm still young. I got time." No, you don't have any time, man. If you can get it now, you know, get your thing together now. Be it whatever mm-hmm. type of job, or if you're an entrepreneur, your own business, something a trade, something. You have to get it now. Don't wait until you're 30 and almost 40. Say, okay, well, I, I'm finished running around. Now I want to settle down. No, you got to get it now because that's what they do. That's what they do. They get it early and they send them kids and they'll go in debt and everything else, but they have it in the long run. And we got to learn how to do that. We got to learn how to do that. Encourage our children, man. You know, I don't know if it's just education, but it's something that can make sure I tell my son, I tell my my daughter's already done it. Do something that you don't have to ask anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And young people, if you have parents that are taking care of you, and what I mean by taking care of you, I'm not talking about you have your little job down at uh, uh, Best Buy and all that. I'm talking about if you're living in a home and you're not paying any rent, or if you don't own that home, you don't have a mortgage, you don't have a rent to pay, you're not paying utilities, then you are essentially living off whoever is paying those bills. You have to understand that that could stop at any time. Mm. Are you able to take care of yourself? Wow. Because at some point in time, you're going to move out or something worse could happen where those people are no longer able to provide for you. What are you going to do? And especially, especially children that don't have large families, mm-hmm. because 
it's it's really incredible and i don't it's it's shameful incredible and i feel it in my heart when somebody is left in this world with no family a young person a child a young girl mm -hmm. a young guy and their whole family is gone and they're left in this world right this how about crazy that world think about that this world by yourself it's becoming real At vicious. A young age? Yeah, it's yeah. real vicious. Yeah. It, is, it, it really is vicious. Um, vicious. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that on so many on so many different levels. That's why it's important that you, like you said, know who you are, work on that immediately, and if you can link up with people that are like minded with like you, or even people that are smarter, I would recommend people that are smarter than you, so that you could upgrade yourself. There's something about being around somebody that, if you're the smartest person in the room, and I know that we've heard this before, then you need a new room. You need to challenge yourself. You need to put yourself in spaces and places where you can have conversations that'll feel uncomfortable, but maybe you'll learn something. And just because you're 40 doesn't mean you stop learning. Just because you're 50 doesn't mean you stop learning. That's 60 right. doesn't mean you stop learning. We have this idea that somewhere in the mechanics of United States of America that we're teaching our people that once you're with college, you're done. You, you never stop living, so therefore you never stop learning. And yeah. the best teacher, my mama said, is life. Life. Yep. Yep. That's the best teacher. She mm -hmm. said, you could be an educated fool, baby. And I was like, what you trying to say, mama? She said, I said it. <laughs> You could be an educated fool. And I know a quite few, I know a, a bunch of them. They're good academically, but in a real life setting, they have no impact or they're not able to really hold a conversation or change the dynamics of a situation. They're just, you know, they, they, they know the book, they know the, the book version of it, but they don't know the real life version mm -hmm. of it. And that's dangerous because we need people that are doers. Uh, we need people that know how to move and make things happen. And that's powerful. It's get the knowledge, but be able to utilize the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Get a job, get something that you're able to make money with and take care of yourself. That's, yep. that's very important. You know, I think mm -hmm. that every, I think everyone should be afforded a couple of things here in this country, especially in this country. If a man has a family, this is what I think. This is my personal opinion. You should have a suitable car. I'm not saying in this order. A suitable car, a place to live, a decent job to take care of your family. And you don't have to have the most expensive things. But I said suitable. Something that's not going to break down. When it's time to go shopping to the laundry or whatever you need to do, pick your kid up, drop your kid off. It has heat and it's, and it's in good condition. Mm -hmm. You need to have a place to live that is not roach infested. That's mm -hmm. not rat infested. That's Amen. not mites infested. And that's safe. Mm -hmm. Right. You need to have a job that pays a decent wage so that you can take care of your family even if you have to do two jobs. If anybody wants that, they should be able to have that. Everyone should be able to own a home. Yeah. Uh -huh. Here yeah. in the United States. You know and, what I'm and, and then the other part of that, if you don't want to own a home, I, I, I recommend people having ownership of, of as well. But I realize that a lot of people aren't there 
uh, financially. But the truth of the matter is we had grandparents, listen to what I'm saying, that had limited education and they were able to scrape their pennies together and have homes. And what homes do is it builds in legacy wealth. That is legacy wealth when you have a home. So aspire to, to that. Aspire to do, do better than your grandparents, do better than your parents. Um, mm-hmm. Want more for yourself and never stop living and learning. Um, I am a musician. A lot of people don't know that. I have a keyboard. I have a bass. I have drums. I have lots of books on music. Now, the funny part is, am I the greatest singer in the world? No, not yet. But I learned my craft. I learned my craft. So that puts me in places and spaces where I feel comfortable, even when I'm uncomfortable, because I've done the homework to stretch myself to say, I know a little bit. And then when you're around people, they're not talking over you. They're talking to you because you belong in that room. You belong in that room. So whatever your gifts are for whatever, make sure that you, you, you lean into it for real and on purpose. I agree. Agree. Yeah, number, number one thing you have to do, you have to plan. You know the old saying, if you don't plan, plan to fail. Right. You know, and that's so true. You have to have a plan. And what you have to do to accomplish uh, the things that you want to, uh, these goals, you, ha- you make these short-term goals. Nothing long-range, short-term. Because mm-hmm. in the short-term, it makes you work harder for it, right? And you see the results of it. Um, every time I decided to, uh, do the thing with homes, I planned it, you know, I planned it, you know, um, I had my first house back in, back in the seventies, around 79, something like that. Um, uh, then when I, with the way I'm at now, I decided to build brand new, you know, but I, but I planned it, I planned it you, and and when you have a plan, you cannot let nobody insinuate themselves into your plan, because a lot of times people sabotage your plan. And I've I've seen that so much in this entertainment business. You know, people that you work with because they don't see your vision, they don't have that confidence that you have, and they will sabotage you. So they can say to you, "See, I told you, I knew it wasn't going to work." You know. So when you're going to do something. You do it alone, or you have, or someone that you can you really, right. really trust. You got that. It right. can't be anybody, right? It can't be. It can't be that cousin that just want to uh, uh, jump on the bandwagon, or, or 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 a friend, or you know whatever. It has to be somebody that you can trust. I agree. I agree. hundred percent with that. Yep. One thing about what one thing about um. People and I say it all the time. We've had this discussion before. What you want to do about you and yours is you and yours. Um, you're going to be your own cheerleader. You're going to be your own supporter. You know, you're going to have people that support you, but they're not going to do it and understand it the way you do. Exactly. And, and, and you have to recognize that. You have to understand that. You know, I'm not talking about those wanting to sabotage you because they're jealous or envious. I'm talking about even your loved ones that they want to support you, but they just don't, they don't have the passion or the understanding 
about this vision that you have. Mm-hmm. I listened to uh, Denzel. One thing he said, and this is with anything, you must be consistent. Yep. Consistency breeds success. And what I mean by consistency, it's not only because you're winning. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent even in your failing. Mm-hmm. Now, now, people okay, must be winning in your failing. No, what I mean is when you fail, you don't give up. You Thanks. keep going. Because you might have to go through quite a few failures before you get it right. You see what I'm saying? And 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 if you give up because you had a couple of uh, slips, <laughs> right? You'll never get to the finish line. Because those slips are lessons. Mm-hmm. Because if you fail and you did something wrong, you're gonna you're gonna make a notation of that, and you're gonna say, "I'll yep. never do that again." Exactly. And then you exactly. might fail another way, and you'll say, "I'll never do that again." Mm-hmm. I won't do it that way. And you might have four, five, six things that you had to learn that you'll never do again. But come that seventh time, baby. Woo! Okay, now. <laughs> come on now. Boom, shaka laka. You don't hit, you hit it all in the head. You don't hit the right. three pointer. You don't do the touchdown. You don't hit the, 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 the home run. You don't got the goal and all that. Yep, knock it out the park, maybe. You knock it out the park. <laughs> and at that time and at that point, all those failures. <laughs> right. Okay, and one thing I tell people, don't be a don't be afraid to travel that road alone. You know, mm-hmm. don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because number one, when you latch on to people uh to make you more secure, uh, it's not gonna pan out good for you in the end. It it, it really isn't. Uh, because you have some people that you're latching on. They really have what it takes to make it. And right. they're going to see that you really don't. And they're going to see right. that basically that you are, you're a hanger on. And what's going to happen when you hang on like that and you don't have that confidence in yourself, you're going to get cast away. I've seen it, I've seen it so many times in this business. Yeah, man. That, that's absolutely true. Absolutely so it's best true. You, you walk that walk alone. And, and it's okay. And get comfortable with being alone. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Get comfortable with it, cause that's right. You, you know, that's what that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you're like, by yourself, you're gonna leave by yourself. Yeah, and, and the whole thing I said, you know, once again, it comes under self-esteem. How you feel about you? When you feel good about yourself, you feel good about other people. And you feel good, but when you feel good about other people, you're comfortable with other people and they and their success. You see their success, but you keep walking your journey because number one, your journey might not be. Their journey might not be your journey. And one thing Steve Harvey said some years ago, it makes good sense. I tell people, everyone that you meet on your journey wasn't destined to walk that whole road with you. That's right. And you got to realize that. That's right. All right. They weren't real. They, you know, they weren't real. They, they weren't there to walk that that whole journey with you. You know, they were just there for a time. A time. Right, could have been a block. Yep, that's right. A lot of times you're blocked. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't get out of the block. See you later. I got that's you this right. far. I'll see that's you later. Right. 
That's right. Well, I'm you going know? up that way. Well, I can't yep. go. Hey, see you mm -hmm. later. Yeah. Gotta go. That's right. I gotta go. You know, you know, you said something, man, that's real important, man. If you don't have confidence in your ability, mm -hmm. and, you ain't, and you don't have to be arrogant, man. You just have to have confidence. You can be happy for everyone else that's doing their thing. You don't have to mm -hmm. hate on them. You can say, hey, man, congratulations. Hey, sis, yeah. congratulations. Hey, miss, congratulations. Yeah. Hey, brother, congratulations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have to hate on them. That's right. You don't hate on people. Don't hate on people. Ridiculous, man. It's yeah, ridiculous. you know? <laughs> uh -huh. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, they can't take it with them. Nobody can take this stuff with them. Mm -hmm. Right. Whatever's for you is for you. So this way That's you don't right. have to be envious of anybody's gifts or talent. Because first of all, you don't know what they had to sacrifice to get to that point. And truth be told, a lot of times, a lot of people aren't willing to make the sacrifice. So you celebrate who's around you. You celebrate who you can and keep the rest pushing and whatnot. I, I mm -hmm. am from, I, I, unless you said something about everyone can't be your cheerleader. Everybody can't be in your front row cheerleading you. Nope. And that is so serious. They can't be in your front row cheerleading you because, you know, that vibration, they don't even mean it. So you have to That's recognize right. that everybody is not always going to be on the same page with you, but it doesn't mean that they're hating you. Right. It does. That doesn't even mean that they're hating you. It's just that they're right. not on the same page. That's and true. we have to get out of this thing about thinking that everybody is trying to sabotage. Maybe somebody's trying to give you something. Maybe. And this is the thing. Old people, young people listen and say it's information. If it applies, let it stick. If it doesn't let it fly. We think no. that we can't listen. Just listen. Dang, don't you don't be so defensive all the time. I'm the least offensive person. I'm like, okay, that's information. And I take it or I don't. Yeah, true indeed. You know, um, you just said something too that made me made me think of this. You know, um maybe they maybe they don't get it because y'all are speaking two different languages, man. You're yeah, speaking that, a foreign that, language to a lot of people. They don't understand where you're coming from, man. Yeah, they're not on that same frequency with you. That's it, 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 and that's the whole thing. Yeah. You got yeah. Like, okay. It's like it's like when it's like when a man has his household in sync. Everybody in that household is operating on the same frequency, mm -hmm. from from the husband, the wife to the kids, mm -hmm. and the, and they move as a unit. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when when people want to do a revolution, you move as a unit, all right? Whenever you want to change, you got to move as a unit. Everybody has to have that same focus. Mm. If you don't, it's going to be disastrous. Yeah, yeah. But you got to have that. You have to, you have to have that same frequency. Hey, same listen, frequency. I, I, was also, I was also talking to a friend, and um, he's out in California, right? And he was telling me about Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, right? Oh, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> World famous. Yeah, you know, and, and 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 for me, I'm a I'm a I'm a East Coast guy, right? And um, I was like, well, you know, I, I hear about it. I've never been, I've never been to it, you know. Um, and this brings up this because you were talking how people don't understand what you're trying to get involved in. They don't get it. Now, the mm -hmm. guy that started Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles was a gentleman out in California, and he went to his family. And my man was just telling me this today. He went to his family. He said, hey, man, I want to emulate 
Wells from Harlem. From Harlem. You remember wow. Wells? Wow. That's how that's how Ross was taking the waffle got started. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. I'm on somebody's yeah. speaker right now. It's somebody's speaker. Somebody turn their speaker down. The sound. Turn it down. Because I hear a, a, on somebody's phone. Y'all hear that? I hear it, yeah. Yeah. Whoever has their phone now? volume up, turn it down, please. There you go. All right. So, anyway... The guy uh, with his family he was like, "Look, man, I wanna, I wanna do a Wells out here in in, in, in California." He was like, "Get out of here, man! Come on, come on! We, we <laughs> are you crazy? That's that's not waffles and chicken and waffles. What is that?" But they don't know the world famous Harlem Wells, baby. You know For what I'm real. They, they they don't know nothing about it. Yeah. So he went he went and did it once again. He took that walk on his own. Mm-hmm. As I can say, as you say, the rest is history. That's right. That's right. His family right. laughed at him. Oh, you stupid. You know, that's oh, that'll mm-hmm. never work. Right. Who yeah. wants that? Hospital. Right. Who wants the that? Movie. He's all over the damn place. <laughs> yep. So, so you do have to walk that walk by yourself, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? And I've that's become right. comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that, man. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with that, man. Yep. I'm comfortable with walking this walk by myself, man, because I know what I want. I'm comfortable with that, man. Well, Not think- that I won't allow somebody to come on and get in the car, let's take a ride. But if you don't want to go, I'm going anyway. <laughs> but I think the exactly. more you have been able to zone in into what you want, the more comfortable you are in being assured that I already know what I want. Right. It's when you're uncertain that you allow distractions to come. True. You know, like you allow distractions to come. Right. Uh, and it's just as simple as that. The more you are assured as to where you want to go, you ain't got time for the distractions. You ain't got time for the for the for the balona. You ain't got time for the mess. You're just like already okay, yeah. And that's why you can hear information, and whatever applies applies, and whatever doesn't, you let it fly, and it's okay. This is true, man. This is true. I'm I'm just tired of all of these um, sissy men. Yeah, you you tired of that, huh, sis? I'm 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 tired of them. Like you are so dramatic, not you, baby, not you, tattletale, because I know you you taking your hormones. Uh, but the other, but I want I want to throw a brick at you, <laughs> and I will catch it and make it a pocketbook. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but like, but, but like these men being so offended all the time. I'm like, wow, come on, can't even have a conversation. Let's wow. talk about it. And keep in mind, ladies, I, I, and I'm going to mention this, and I told my gentleman uh, uh, co-hosts here that, women, you need to work on your feminine energy for real because some of y'all are real aggressive. And some mm. of y'all need to understand that this feminine thing that y'all got going on, it is not really and it is not made for you. Stop thinking that you don't want a man to open a door for you. Stop thinking that you need to be so strong and do everything. That is not how we were designed. That is not how we were created. And that is not where our worth is. Our worth is in creating harmony. Our strength is in creating peace. Our strength Mm -hmm. is making that household feel like peace and love. That's where our strength is. Mm -hmm. And I dare anyone to challenge me on that. I really do. Wow. Mm I hear that. Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Let them know. Let Take them know. Church, girl. Take them to church. <laughs> Boom, shaka, laka, jangalang, jangalang. 
Jangalang, Jangalang, boom. I think that the feminist movement has really, really caused complication because I think that that was uh, that agenda really was not for us. No. You had your counterparts while you were saying, I want to be free. Our counterparts were being slowly eliminated out of our households. So for that, we're not on the same page. We're not even starting at the same race. It's different. So women, we need to raise our boys and understand that it's necessary for their fathers to be in their lives or good sure. uncles or, or, or male figures to be involved in their lives. Because at no time can you teach a boy how to be a man. And yeah. don't think that you can. And when women say that, I, I was a mother and a father, that's your problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. your problem. Mm-hmm. You See, I'm going to tell you something. When a, when, when, when a young lady brings a man home, young man home, and a father talks to so the first thing the father says to that young man, what are your intentions with my daughter? All, All right? right. Uh-huh. So these young <laughs> ladies out here, to stop all this uh, uh, single parent nonsense, you ask a man when he, when he starts talking to you, what are your intentions? If you're not looking for a wife, just let them know. I'm not trying to be nobody's lifetime girlfriend, a long-time girlfriend. If you're looking for a wife, somebody you can settle down with and make a home, okay. If you're not, you keep on walking. As uh, Viola Davis said in, in, in Fences, get out the way so the next man can come and take the job. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? You know what, man? Some of the problem today is, and this is piggybacking on what, what the Consuelo is talking about. Some of these women don't even want that today. Right, because that. you know what the focus is, the Wes? They've been told to go get the, grab the bag. Yeah, like, get the bag. Or I'm just, like, okay. You don't need him. Okay. You don't need him. Get the right, bag. Right, but guess what? When you're 60 years old and you don't got your bag, mm. and now you're lonely with your bag, and you mm. digging in your bag, trying to empty. see all the tricks, it's empty. It's empty. We're not meant to be alone. We're meant to be partnered up. Wherever yeah. you can find love, find love. I Say don't. That. Wherever you can find love, you you find love and you hold on to. If someone's wow. gonna be good to you, you let them be good to you. But in the event that you're trying to catch the bag, you still have to catch peace. You still have to have balance. And this world is telling us all the things that are out of balance is okay. But then we're having more mental illness going on. We're having more people have psychotic episodes. We're having more people just burst out in a supermarket and want to fight each other and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see what's going on. If you ride the subway, New York City subway transit system, you ride it long enough, you're trying to put your head down and not look, but look, I, I don't want to make eye contact with the crazy. Mm-hmm. Right, because everyone's yep. out of balance. Yep. Out of balance. You know yep. where peace comes from? A woman. We got to teach our men to be good men. We got to teach our daughters to be good mm-hmm. persons. And, and, and we have to teach ourselves, re-educate ourselves in regards to what it is to be a woman. <laughs> and I said mm. that, what it is to be a woman. Mm. I don't care about this new definition. I am not, I'm not subscribing <laughs> to that, that channel. I'm going to get in trouble for that, but I'm not. I'm not. I know what a woman is. I look at her every day. Yeah. Well, you know me, I'm a, I'm a pan-Africanist. And I really believe that we need to get back to our original culture. Because in every culture in Africa, 
when you reach a certain age, the boys went with the men and the, and the girls went with the women. And they were taught those roles, what to do. All right. Um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people talking about that the ancient Egyptian weren't uh, African people, that they were something <laughs> else. Number one. Okay. The ancient Egyptians practiced circumcision just like the other Africans did. All right. When you got to be a certain age, you were circumcised. And and, and that was part of the passage from boyhood into manhood. And to this day, African tribes do it. And they also were, were you know, uh, uh, circumcising the women, too, which is a different story. We'll talk about it another time. But the thing about it, in the African tradition and culture, you are taught to be a man. And you're taught by the men in the village. The women are taught to, the girls are taught to be women by the women in the village. Right. Mm. All right. And that's one thing we've gotten away from. And we, we, we got to get back to our culture. Everybody else is thriving because they have their culture. Yeah. You could ask you could ask anybody that's Irish, Italian, Lithuanian, whatever. All right, ask them where their family's from. They could even tell you the village. They can tell you what their last name means. Okay, because they haven't lost their culture, and that's another reason why the the, the Asian community is doing so good. They never left their culture. culture so let me answer this. Important. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This now goes into the conversation. Once again, how do we do this, man? How do we make this happen? How do we make this happen? Knowing this, we all know this. We all know it. How do we make this happen, man? Women have to reset. Men have to reset. And the reset looks like this. We have to get back to family. And what does family look like? Family looks like the mommy and the daddy or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever version of that. But it looks mm -hmm. like it looks like everybody being apart. We don't throw away our grandparents. We understand that we need them to teach. We understand that we need the aunties and the uncles to come in. We sit down and we have dinner together. If not every day, at least once a month, we have a planned dinner where we're sitting and we're talking with each other. And we understand that this is what we want to do. We start talking about the child's future. Well, I think that he would make an excellent lawyer because he knows how to talk a lot. He can talk you more. I think she would make a, a really good doctor because she's so compassionate. And you start putting these things into children's ears early on or they're so kind and so considerate, I think they would be a really good teacher. Or you start telling them who they are. And then if they change a little bit, it's okay. But you start making the aspiration high to say, you can do everything. Oh, she's such a good reader. Or did you know that such and such got an A on their, their, their exam? And oh, you know, and celebrate those moments. Because children mm -hmm. have to hear that they're being celebrated that, that you know, young. And then parents have to have the conversation of my children are the prize. You are wonderful. And then the mothers, the women have to understand it's okay for you to serve your, the men first in the household. It's okay for you to kind of play a different role. You know, uh, I remember something. You going to serve your man? I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Chris Rock show. He get the big pizza chicken. Daddy got the big pizza, pizza chicken. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten so away from that because it, it's supposed to take away from our feminism. What? Who? 
Like mm-hmm. what? You, who taught you that? And 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 why is that the? Why are you making that the goal to be equal with a man? And then you're wondering why the society is telling us that everyone can be a woman. <laughs> well, well if you're on the medication I'm on, that might be true. And <laughs> <laughs> Tattletail, listen. From a man's perspective, I want you. She just gave us the female perspective. What can we do from a man's perspective? What can we do to move forward in that on that agenda? Wow. Um, I think it's the responsible uh, responsibility, especially for black men, to teach these young boys. If uh, if if that that father's not around, that uncle needs to teach that young man. And let them know this. This is what is expected of you. You know, you or if everybody just grab the kid, right? Just grab a kid and teach him. Listen, I see you doing this, and I'm concerned about you. That's not a good way to go. Put put them on the right track. And you know, uh, and most kids really want to listen. Most kids want to do well. Most kids want to be praised. They don't want to be out here in these gangs and, and all that nonsense. I agree. I agree. They don't want to be out there because uh, number one, there's no security out there. They out they out there one night and they get they they get caught in a drive by or they shot by the police or you know other other negative stuff. These kids don't want to be out there, but we got to we got to snatch them. And me, I'm not a religious person, but these religious leaders, you have an audience. Every time you have church, you have an audience. And instead of talking talking about people, telling people how to get to heaven, you need to tell our people, especially our community, what we got to do to live on this earth, what we got to do to live in our community, what we need to do to strengthen our community. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. We, 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 need, an, we need really an empowerment uh, 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 speech in these yeah. churches. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's one thing Malcolm X did. He, he, he spoke with empowerment. And that's what we need. You know, when yeah, you were screwing up, he, he'll let you know. Yeah. And that's yeah, what we I need. Agree. We we don't need somebody who's going to sugarcoat and all this stuff. And no, no, tell them people, you know, these brothers need to be told you're slacking, you're slipping right. up, you're sleeping. You got to wake up. You got to pick up this torch. You got to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've been, uh, you know, this subject is always foremost on my mind. And I agree with what. Both of you said, 100%. What we lack, and Consuelo said it, I don't know if she caught it, but she said it. Where's the village? Where's the village? Um, in younger years, as we came up, the village started... The village, I lived through, I live in a village environment. Mm-hmm. It was okay for Miss Stevens to say something to me. Mm-hmm. It was okay for Mr. Stevens to say something to me when I was out of pocket. It was okay for the older guys that was in front of the building to hold court and us listen to their stories. Well, we sat around and we listened to Mr. Charles and Mr. Leo and 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 and, and these guys. They might have been sipping their little they little pluck or whatever they was doing, but they was telling their little war stories and life stories and 
we were intrigued by that. Where we all rode our bikes together, where we all had pride in that building or that neighborhood we lived in. Mm-hmm. Where we all knew who was in the neighborhood and who was on the block. Where you can reprimand somebody's child without it being a whole family like they you know, like 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 we had gladiator school, one family fighting another because mm-hmm. you said something to their child. You know, um we respected the adults. Yes. We respected them because you know why? They respected themselves. Period. They wasn't afraid of us either. That's the other thing. <laughs> that <Yeah>. part. <laughs> they wasn't afraid of us. They knew they were adults and they knew that we were not off the hook and their safety was in danger. So it's it's a long road. It's a long road, but I'll, I'll say this. Men got to start being in these households, man. That's right. Mm-hmm. A lot are. A lot are. But if you listen to the consensus, and it could be false narrative because there are a lot of men in, in, the, in the households, but then yep. there's a lot that are not. Mm-hmm. They never tell you that there are those that are. Tupac said something. I heard it the other day. He said, man, how is it that Somebody can make $32 million here in the United States. You got people that don't have food to eat. Mm. Here you can walk by a house, five houses on a block, and there's not one man in any one of those houses. How is that possible? It's possible right. because why? The traps have been set. Exactly. That's now, what it is. It's right. People will say, well, wait a minute. You blaming us again? No, I'm not blaming you. What I'm saying to you is the traps have been set. We've got to learn how to recognize the traps, step around them, step over them, get away from those traps because the traps are set. And we know that they're set, but we still fall prey to the trap. Mm-hmm. And let me let me take it another direction if I can, Les. Remember, in the churches, that used to be the foundation of where a lot of our strength and a lot of the structure came into play. Remember that the churches started talking about prosperity and not talking about unity. So this is where the the, Mm -hmm. the morphism of getting a bag came in from, because it's telling you, you need to, God wants you to be rich, but the church is not teaching what tools (laughs) Mm -hmm. to create wealth. They're telling you, you need to have things and God wants you to have things. But in reality, they're not telling anybody what tools or what investments or, or, or what options you have. They're just telling you blanket. God wants you to be rich. That's Mm -hmm. nice. But Mm -hmm. when you have people that don't understand what that means, their imagination will take them to, I need to look like I'm rich. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, rich people don't look like they're rich. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Now, now listen, Rich people top, aren't wearing 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 name brands. They don't uh-huh. have to. I was gonna I was gonna speak on the church, and this is another thing. The church was a part of that village. The church was a part of that village. As we all came up, we pretty much not everybody, but we pretty much leaned towards what our parents were doing at the time. And, of course, the Christianity was a heavy presence in the black community, right? And today, we don't have that. 
We don't have that. Right, wrong, or indifferent, we don't have that. There's no sense of, 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 of a God in a lot of people's lives, whatever that God might be to you. There's no real sense of spirituality anymore, man. It has diminished. People have mm -hmm. now taken on, people have taken on their own, their own impression of what and who God is. There's not one love anymore. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, know, one love I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And and I'm not saying that is right, <laughs> and I'm not saying that is wrong. But what I am saying is, is that there's no sense of one love anymore when it comes to spirituality and a God of the understand. There was more of a, more of a, more of a, how can I put it? More people were together on, on church and God than they are now. You know, like we're all over the place when it comes to spirituality and God, man, everybody is different. Everybody's got a different way of thinking everybody. And, 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 and I kind of fault that a lot to the fact that, the church, which was the staple place, the place to go, the community place, when you had problems, when you, your rent wasn't able to be paid, Sunday morning, church socials, uh, 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 fish dinners, you know, just community things that were going on. The church was the place to go where you can find refuge for anything that you were going through, anything that you needed that happened in the community. Those preachers were in the streets. They were out there in the community and people knew who they were. Preachers now became, they, they become superstars. They're no longer in the community. See, it's one thing to be a preacher. It's another thing to be a pastor. A pastor is amongst the flock. He's in the street, as our brother mm -hmm. R. Williams told us. Yes. Pastor mm -hmm. Williams told us that. Yep. You had to be amongst the people in order yep. to get the people's trust, to get the people's understanding, and get them to understand you. And we've lost that. We've we've lost that so many years ago, and that's why the village has broke apart as well. Yep. Because, well, because even if they made you go to Sunday school, whether you believed it or not, you were there. You right. were there. You understand what I'm saying? You were yep. there. And, and, and we had a place to be. Mm-hmm. If they had a dance afterwards or, or 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 if a choir was a certain choir was performing, we were there. Whether you believe that or not, we were there. And the fact remains is, is that we no longer have that because our younger people today are not doing that. And if there's and if they are doing that, they're looked at, oh, they're clowns, they're nerds, they're corny, this, that, and the third. And they're not participating like we used to participate. Sometimes mm -hmm. adults have to be adults. Adults have yep. to tell children, you have to do this. And when you get to a certain age, then you make your own decisions. But for right now, you're going to follow what I do. And people say, well, you know, you have your, it, all this giving people <laughs> choices, this, this having this ability to let you make choices, sometimes it's not good. No, no. When you get to a certain age, then you make your decisions or what you yeah. want to do personally. Yeah. Right. As and children, we know you should be yeah. told what to do, man. Exactly. Yeah. In, in my household, parenting my is not kids. a part time position. Parenting is a full time position. And you fully have to be vested in knowing that from beginning to end, I need to have structure in my life in order to get yep. structure into my child's life. And that's where I'm coming from, ladies. We have to create mm -hmm. peace. Make these young men, make these young men and these young, you know, and, and, and it's another thing that y'all know that we young girls back in the day 
were called dainty. They went to debutante school. Remember that? <laughs> yes. You know what I'm they still no, have them. They still have them. Like yeah. Cotillions. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. You can and tell you who know, was one, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we had Sadie Hawkins dances, and we, you know, look, look, look. We get away. We let the world beat us up. The world has beaten people up, man. That people have lost hope. I'm going to give you an example. In relationships, you deal with uh, men and women. We came up with the belief that sugar spice, everything is nice, you know, until it's not nice. We treated women as being that sugar and spice. But now they're bitches and hoes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now they're bitches and hoes. From the young age, they calling them bitches and hoes, man. Mm-hmm. And then people whitewash everybody. They whitewash everybody with a broad brush that all women are this and all men are that. They do a whitewash, man. And that's not cool. When we, all women, you know, look, from a young age, I looked at young girls, oh man, she's she's nice. And mm-hmm. we treated them that way. We had manners. They call it manners. We had manners. When we went to people's houses, we took our hats off. We didn't put them on the bed because that was supposed to be not a good thing to do. Yeah, Mama Duke said, don't put the hats on the bed, man. You don't do that. And when you come to someone's house, you say hello. Right. That part. Yep. Just the simple basics have been have been lost. You you ask one of these kids, hey man, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. Well, so what's been going? Uh, you know, you already. You know, you know what it is. Facts. <laughs> you know what I mean. Facts. <laughs> how do I know what you mean? You didn't say anything. But instead of us calling him on it and say, well, wait a minute, young man, I asked you what you mean. I didn't ask you the, the facts or or, or 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 none of that stuff. I asked you how are you and what and how are you doing? You're not giving me a full sentence. We allow that because either we're afraid to get into a confrontation with them or we just don't care. But you know what? Sometimes the confrontation is necessary. That's right. Sometimes it's necessary. You got to have that confrontation. You got to yeah. get in their face, man. You ain't yeah. got to tell them why. You got to yeah. tell them why you, you get in their face. You got to tell them why. You tell them why because I care about you and I love you. Because I right. if, I, if I let you go on like this, you're going to go down the wrong path. Gonna go down the wrong path. This this is why I'm on you like this. And don't accept their answers because they're gonna only give you an answer for the mentality that they're working with. Mm-hmm. So people accept these young kids, you tell them something and they 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 snap back and you accept that because you don't well, I don't want no problems. But when are you gonna have that problem? We have people die for us so that we can be where we're at today, and we're afraid yep. to talk to them of the youth in the street. Martin Luther yep. King was talking to people all over the world. Malcolm X was talking to people all over the world. Megan Evans was talking to people all over the world. Garvey was talking to people all over the world, and all the other people that fought for us to have the right to speak and be free to the extent that we are today, and we're afraid to talk to youth in the street. Mm-hmm. Wow. We hold a responsibility, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And 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 when they spoke, they spoke against people that hated them, that wanted to kill them. They were in yep. danger every time they opened their mouth. Yeah, we don't speak because right. we just don't time. want the drama. We just don't want the drama. I'm not gonna say. And the thing about it, when you think about it, 
I can't remember now if, if Marcus Garvey was married, but we know we know that uh, Martin Luther King was married, Malcolm X was married, Megan Edwards was married, uh, 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 Nelson Mandela was married. These these were family men. These were family mm. men, and, and, and it down. showed you right, and it shows you, you know, when a black man is in his household, the things that he can do. So you got to look at it. If those guys can do it on a grand scale, why can't you do it on a small scale? Why can't you do it in, in, your, in your home? Why can't that's you do it point, in the man. community? That's, that's, that, that's all you got to do. Like I always tell people, strong families build strong communities. If we, if we got all these, these single uh, 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 mother households, that's what we're not getting nowhere. It's not making a strong family. But it's designed for us to be in that situation. And here again, I talk about traps. We have enough yep. of us that know what time it is, man. We have enough of us that know going to jail is not the answer. Nope. Uh, being demasculated is not the answer. Hating on one another is not the answer. Not, mm -hmm. taking, not taking care of your kids is not the answer. We know that. We know that. We know that. But we yet, got to set an example. Right, we still example. fall prey to this stuff, man. We still fall prey yep. each and every day. Nick Cannon's running around; he got twelve children. I mean, come on, you man. know what? That's ridiculous. Come on, man. That, that that's ridiculous. And, and you on. see that? And 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 uh, I don't even I don't even know how to approach that nonsense. And it's not because you can afford them. See, that's see, that's where this where I think money is definitely the root of all evil because because you have millions of dollars. <laughs> You think that you can bring all these children into the world, but you said something earlier. What about their mental health? Yeah. What about that right. fatherly? Can you be in 12 places at one time? You know, they even, don't all even, live together. even if he was the average dude, even if he was broke, I think he'd be doing the same thing because that's his mentality. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. He, Seriously. Yeah. But, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's, he's really, he, but it's already done. So what do you do now? She has to. Uh, hopefully, I don't know the brother, and I'm not judging. I'm just saying, can he appropriately parent these kids the way a father, as you talked about and I talked about, being present in the household, can he actually do that? No, you can't do it. Can't do it. Number one, in a household, you got to go to bed with your children. You got to get up in the morning with your children. You got to eat dinner with your children. You got to take your. You got to take your children out, spend time with them. And I'm like, come on, okay. Like me, I dress the way I do, you know, especially I'm on stage because my father dressed like that. He always had a hat, white shirt, tie, cufflinks. He always smelled good, fly suits, overcoats, nice shoes. That's where I get that from. I had a father that did that. And, you know, I seen, I, I seen him get up every morning and go to work, come back home at night, have dinner. We laugh, we talk, you know, we have a good time, you know. Uh, it, it's easy to do this structure. It's so easy to do. It's not hard. Well, let me just say something on the woman's perspective. You know, he got 12 children. Like, why are you, why are you even talking to him? I don't want, listen, I, there's no uh, eggplant that, that is, is, is worth me possibly catching something. But to, you said that, you know, said the answer earlier. The world. 
Remember you said they're trying to get that bag. That's what it is. It's that bag. I was getting ready to say the same thing. They know he's a millionaire. It's that bag, man. That it's bag. That bag. They're, that, they're not worried yeah, about the money. Yeah. Consuelo, yeah, it's like, that bag. I, I, I'm telling yeah. you. As you said, it says it's that bag. People will do something for much less yeah. than what he has. Yeah. And he's, he's around 36, 40 million. It's that bag. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, bag, and it's man. ridiculous. When you, you, when, you have that type of, when you have that type of greed and you and you there to sacrifice your children, their one their well being, all right, right, and their mental health, because you want to get that bag, you, you you just like Judas when he took those thirty pieces of silver and he felt so bad he hung himself. All right, that's what you're you doing. You don't sacrifice then as a yourself. woman, and this is dangerous, and this is what I'm talking about. As a woman, you already know he got a hundred kids, twelve, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't understand this. I'm, I'm, I'm mad because the, you got a choice. You got choices to grow. You got, well, maybe not this year. Maybe next year you could have a choice. But you got choices in regards to do I get involved with him? This man wants you for any other reason other than he don't need you. Y'all not building nothing together. You had the baddest woman there is as far as, huh? Let me break Go this ahead. down real quick. Let me break it down for you because we're break running out of time. Right I'm gonna break. I'm, I'm gonna break this down for you very simply. The women that he's dealing with, number one, is a mentality of. It's a certain mentality of woman. Mm -hmm. that he's That's so right. Let's start, let's start with that. We all we talked about the traps. We talked about the traps for men, but there's traps for women as well. As well as coming back, we're talking about. We're talking about the traps for women as well. And one of the traps is Gucci, Chanel, Louis <laughs> Vuitton, Mercedes, BMW, Maybachs, you know, the Flyers clothes, uh, the hip-hop shows, wanting to be famous. And when you run into a guy like that, you know what they're saying? They're saying very simply, I know he's not going to be around my kids. But what I do know is that when it comes time, I got a problem. There's a courtroom that's going to make sure I get some of that paper. <laughs> There's a courtroom because, wow. you know, he's not denying it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have these kids. So I know that as long as he stays relevant, I'm going to be set for life. Mm. And then I'm going to go get me a shorty on the side. I'm going to get a homeboy on the side that's going to be the one really taking care of business. But being that these are his kids, I'm going to always have. I'm going to always have. So the question to why they do it, that's the question. Because you can't be that stupid to believe right. that you got a relationship with this man. Mm -hmm. It's about the bag. And yeah. with that being said, y'all, exactly. look. <clears throat> excuse me. We are running out of time. Bless you. I, I need y'all to wrap it up. I need y'all to give your last quotes to wrap it up. I want to hear a little political for Ray Caviano. And I know we had a, a rousing conversation. We'll pick it up again. This is the Let's Boogie one-on-one -on -one show on Fresh Nation Radio, y'all. We've been going, jumping all over the place, but we've hit a lot of <laughs> a lot of points. A lot of points tonight. A lot of points. A very good show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the young lady, Consuelo, Consuelo, you jump up in there, give us your last quotes of the night. So we can shut this down and come back again next week. Go ahead. Listen, ladies, I need you to be focused on your feminine energy. I need you to know that your worth is not in regards to how you can compete with a man.
and but how you can create peace and harmony. Be beautiful, be smart, be kind, keep a good home, keep good energy, and not try to compete with the man. Let the man be the man. All right. Thank you. Thank you, my sister. Go ahead, Brother Tattletail, the comedian. Go ahead, brother. Well, coming from the, the men's uh, viewpoint, our brothers, you got you to gotta reach in that back pocket and, and take that courage out. Stop being mm. afraid because the, these kids, they need us. All right? And when you, when you run away from family like that, all you are, you, you being a punk and you're teaching your sons especially how to be little punks. You run away from responsibility, and we and that's something we should not do. I got you. The wizard, Caviano. Let's say a wrap-up, brother. Well, you know, we live in challenging times, and, uh, you know, getting back to culture, whatever your culture is, is important. Family is important. When you have a situation where the family is disenfranchised and there's no support system, that makes it problematic from the get-go. You know, um, as far as that is concerned. And on the political side, I'm just a little tired of all this money. We, we haven't really talked about politics. Every other day, Biden's giving more money to uh, the Ukraine, another billion, another billion. And what are we doing by taking care of our own communities? I have an issue with that. So I'm not going to get crazy with it. But, you know, I understand that there's a war over there. It's, it, it kind of feels like when we were stuck in Vietnam. Remember? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So mm. when does it end? When we have a situation here um, after coming out of a pandemic that uh, we people need to get, to regroup. The foreclosure rate is high with houses. The interest rate is 7%. Can't get a home if you don't have a good credit and, and can't afford it, even if you do have credit. So there's a lot of issues that we have to get back to. And, and, of course, getting back to the fundamental point of community that Tattletale was talking about. There you go. You know, one, that's, one of my the most disturbing... that's my take for the moment. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. One of the most disturbing things, as we discussed tonight, is the, the community, the black community, the black and brown community, um, not having a support system in the black and brown community, as well as other communities, wherever it's lacking, it should be there. The opportunity to be able to be afforded a decent life, a job, a home, a car, the basics that you need to make your life more pleasurable, um, education. And then the big thing is, yes, there's people right here, right here as we sit and breathe, right here in this country, who have nothing. And we're not taking care of the people right here on our own soil. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with the fact that there are foreclosures. There are being people being put out who are legitimate good people that just had a hard time in a hard way. But yet and still, as you said, money's going over to these other countries and all of these deals that are being made outside of the United States, bringing people here and the people here are suffering just as much and if not more than the people that are coming here or the people that are abroad that we're helping. That is a major, major, major issue. There's something systematically wrong with this country. Uh, it's a bigger picture. As we know, it's a global power thing. 
But that to me is totally, totally wrong, man. When there's men and women living in the streets, living in shelters, homeless, unemployed, can't find food, clothing, being thrown out in the street without any assistance or care where landlords after the pandemic can now come back and throw you out. And there were agencies that were able to pay your rent that were able to help you. Everybody should have been afforded that opportunity. Those that did not seek it out or did not know about it are, as they say, they are butt out. And these courts are not upholding that anymore. But you're going to send all this money over to another country because you have interest in that company, that, that country. That's what that's about. It's politics, and politics is precedent over the people. And it's just that simple. And that is absolutely diabolic, diabolically wrong. When we cannot go to the store and buy a carton of eggs the way we used to. Mm-hmm. We have to take $100, and $100 gets you one bag of groceries. When gas is at an all-time high. To heat up your home is at an all-time high. Health insurance is at an all-time high. If you if you don't have health insurance, you better go fall and drop dead in front of a, a hospital, and ho- hopefully they'll take you in there. They got all these urgent cares and all this other kind of stuff, but, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a Band-Aid on a hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. We've got a fundamental problem in this country, and the people of the country are electing the wrong people. It's, they're not for the people. And then they have no power anyway. You live in Nassau County, one of the highest tax rates, uh, property tax rates in the world. The second highest in, in the country. Where do you live? You just said a good credit or not. How does one live that does not have the resources? How do you live... And I'm going to end with this, man. How do you live a decent life without proper resources? We're going to leave on that note. How do you live a decent life without proper resources? And the last thing I'm going to say is this. They talk about the ghetto. The ghetto was an experiment. The Germans put the Jews in the ghetto as an experiment to see when you put down down uh when 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 you put underprivileged people oppressed people in one place nobody has anything what's going to happen it's going to blow up and those ghettos that the germans put the jews in have become a fixture here in this country mm-hmm. so the ghettos are not black people the ghetto is an experiment that started in Germany to the Jews. And a lot of people don't know that. And we still live in what? Then we developed the ghetto mentality. Yep. Crab in the barrel. Hating on each other, the things we talked about earlier. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Les Woogie one-on-one show. It's a hot topic. We're going to pick this up at another time. I want to thank my co-host for being here tonight. We haven't been together in a while. We'll be back next week with a new show. This show will be on the air 10 o'clock Saturday morning. 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Links will be up all over Facebook and every social media platform. Tell a person to link on to our show. We talk about real issues. It's our opinion. 
We're not, we're not preaching to anyone. We're giving you our perspective on what we believe to be some of the systematic problems that we face here in the United States and other places. It's not just about music. It's not just about uh, having a good time. It's about the people. And this show is about the people. I want to say thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next episode on the Let's Boogie one-on-one show right here on Fresh Nation Radio, W-J-O-N. It's good going, y'all. Peace.